Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. When I talk about Christian nations, I'm talking about a nation that has the Ten Commandments as the foundational document for the political, legal, and moral life. And that first commandment, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, that points to Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ that gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on the mount. The Lord says, I spoke to Moses as a man speaks to his friend face to face. That can only be Jesus Christ. It's not God the Father, it's Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ made that clear. He said, he said Nobody, nobody's seen the Father except for me, the Son. And the disciples asked him, well, show us the Father, it's, it's enough. And Jesus says, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So the first commandment points directly to Jesus Christ. We're going to build Christian nations. So help me God, we're going to build Christian nations on this earth. Many Christian nations in North America, Europe, southern portion of Africa, wherever there are Christian people, we're going to build Christian nations. We're not going to force it on the rest of the world. We're not going to force it everywhere. There's a, there's a passage about, uh, I think, gosh, it was in Joshua. And the Lord said, I gave Mount Seir to Esau. Esau was an evil man. Esau rejected the, the call of God on his life. He sold his birthright for a bowl of porridge. And he becomes an enemy of the sons of Jacob. But God said, no, I gave them, I, that's their land. I gave them that land. That's their land. So I have no issue with pagan peoples having their own lands, whether they're Arabs in their antichrist Muslim faith or Talmud people with their, you know, their, their, you know, their little sliver of land. That's fine. The Chinese having their land, and they have, they, they have made a decision to be against Jesus Christ, except for about 100 million of them, which are Christians. And, and I'm hoping that works out for them. I hope, I'm hoping they're able to slice their own portion of, of China away from an atheistic system so they can build a, a Chinese Christian nation over there. you got the North Koreans that are worship some lesser god named KJU, South Korean, largely a Christian nation. Japanese, not apparently a Christian nation at all. Got no interest in, in going into their nations and their borders and forcing something on them that they don't want. When the disciples went forth and they preached the gospel, Jesus says, hey, go into the town, preach the good news to them. If they reject it, leave. Just leave. Wipe, your, wipe the dust off your feet and leave. If they accept it, great. If they, if they don't, just leave. And, and that's where I am with, with, with pagan peoples that don't want to serve Jesus Christ. That's fine. Let that be their identity and let them go their way. But make it, make it clear. The, the Almighty has made many nations to see which nations and bloodlines would serve Jesus Christ. That's why he divided the nations at, at uh, Babel. He didn't say, oh yeah, it, mankind is good. That's a wonderful thing. He didn't say that. He purposely intervened divided up mankind, forced them to go to different portions of the world, gave them borders, according to Acts chapter 17, verse 26, gave them their own borders, gave them their times and their borders to see which, blood, see which families, which kith and kin would serve Jesus Christ as their monarch. 
And so I'm calling for, and I'm looking for, and I'm hoping for a resurrection of Christendom amongst the European peoples that are spread out across the face of the earth. Australia, New Zealand, southern portion of Africa, North America, and even other peoples that have have adopted the Lord Jesus Christ. I keep thinking of this country of El Salvador. I lived in there for two years. Countries literally named after Jesus Christ. Think of the Dominican Republic. I live there. It's got the, the Christian cross on their flag. You say, well, they're not Europeans. That's fine. <laughs> That's great. Let them serve Jesus Christ. I remember what some years ago, they, 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 there was an external power that tried to impose homosexuality on that country, and they, they said, we don't want it. We don't have anything to do with it. Very controversial. Nations should reject what God rejects. Nations should accept what God accepts. The Ten Commandments should be the foundation for the moral, legal, and political life of a Christian nation. And a nation should have no God above Jesus Christ, no precept above Jesus Christ, no rights above Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. He's the God. He's the monarch. What does that mean? What does that mean in practice? It means you live by the Ten Commandments. Everybody lives by the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are not that hard to live by. You don't murder each other. You don't steal their stuff. You don't commit adultery. Honor the Sabbath. Socially, politically, you don't, you don't exalt precepts above Jesus Christ. It's not that complicated. There's not a lot of laws. There's ten, there's ten laws. Honor your father and mother. Don't speak ill of your father and mother. This is You want a libertarian society? That's as libertarian as you're going to get. We have to abandon this idea that there's somehow a third, a neutral third path where Satan controls the world, but we can have our religion between our ears. That's what it's been reduced to, and the church has largely accepted that, and I, I reject it. I fundamentally reject that. Jesus Christ is not Lord between my ears. He's the creator of the universe. He's Lord of every nation. And I, I don't mean that in an esoteric way, some spiritual way. I mean physically. He is the God, he's God Almighty. And we need to build Christian nations with Christian families, a Christian political order. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm offending somebody out there. I'm offending the Judeo-Christians. How dare you impose your religion on everybody? What do you think's going on today in America? We're forced to pay taxes to send our kids to grade school where they're taught LGBTQ and, and taught to hate white people. And don't give me the stuff that you're forcing your religion on somebody. You're, they're forcing their atheistic, God-hating, Christ-hating, white-hating agenda on us. The war is upon us. You don't live in a neutral area. You don't live in a neutral place where somehow you're getting along with your neighbors. You're not. The only way you're getting along with your neighbors is if you submit to your own demise. And the demise of your of your descendants. Yeah, if you hate yourself, we'll let you live here. If you hate yourself and uh, uh, deny your culture, only if you're white, by the way, doesn't apply to immigrants. No, 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 no. We're, we're, reject that. We're going to build Christian nations, and we're going to honor our ancestors. We're not going to apologize. And when they scream and they call us. Homophobic and xenophobic and racist and anti-Semitic. Let them scream. The church has to get over this. The church has got to get. White people have to get over this. 
white people have to get over this idea because what they're doing, they are imposing their narrow-minded morality on you. When they, they tell you you can't be racist or you can't be homophobic, can't be queerphobic, can't be anti-Semitic. Why, you, you say, Christian, don't impose your morality on us, but you accept the imposition of, of somebody else's morality upon you that hate you? Church has to get out of this idea that there ever was a neutral place. The neutrality was only called for as they took over the culture. Now we're on the, now we're on the defensive. Now we're on a back foot. Now we've got to go on the offensive. Oh, but that's intolerant divisive. That's fine. Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. It's lost. It's lost in the church. I came to start a fire. And how I wish it were already started, says Jesus Christ. Church militant? Yes, church militant. Absolutely church militant. I, I think we're coming to a time when this this control that they have already asserted over the world is going to fall apart, and it's going to be up to the church to rise and seize that moment and build Christian nations. It's going to be messy. It's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be uh, difficult times and difficult decisions. But it's got to happen. We're loyal to Jesus Christ. He's our monarch. I mean, act like he's your monarch. Act like he's actually your monarch. If he was your king and he called you to rebel against his enemy, would you? Or would you tell Jesus, no, Jesus, I can't because, you know, that wouldn't be right for me to rebel against your enemy. <laughs> I think that's where the church is at today. Church doesn't rebel against the enemy of Jesus Christ. Doesn't dare insult the Antichrist. Doesn't dare insult the synagogue of Satan. Won't do it. They're more sensitive to the needs and demands and the feelings of the Antichrist and the synagogue of Satan than they are to Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is radical in the sense that it gets to the root of the problem. We've largely agreed with a people who had said, you know, it's just a religion. It's just what you believe. It's, it's what you believe to explain the things that you can't explain. And I reject, I fundamentally reject that idea. Jesus Christ is mo he's the monarch. He's the creator of the universe. But how how dare us treat him as anything less? And that means Christian nations. It means a Christian political order. It means laws based on the Ten Commandments, which Jesus Christ gave to Moses. It's not some other God out there. There's no other God out there. It's Jesus Christ that gave those laws to Moses. And the first commandment points to Jesus Christ. Well, I never heard that before. Well, it's the Bible. You want to start a couple places to start? Well, I've covered these all, but you know, First John. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. All things came into being through Him. Who's the Him? It's Jesus Christ. Go read Hebrews. A long time ago, God spoke in many ways through the prophets, but in these days, He's spoken to us through His Son, through whom He created all things. Jesus Christ says to His disciples. Hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen the Father. Don't look for don't look don't look elsewhere, guys. Stop looking elsewhere. I've been with you for so long. I've been here with you for three years now, and you're looking elsewhere. Why? Don't do that. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John ten thirty, Jesus Christ says, "I and the Father are one." If you're looking outside of Jesus Christ to worship God, you're making a mistake, Christian. Christians of all should should know this. There, there is no God to worship other than Jesus Christ. If you want to honor the Father, you need to honor Jesus Christ. That's absolutely crystal clear, according to the Holy Scriptures. 
Oh, everybody worships God in their own way. No, 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 no. If they do not honor the Son, they do not honor the Father. If they reject the Son, they're anti-Christ. 1 John 2.22, if you reject the Son, you're anti-Christ. I think this has been lost in the church. i got a feeling this has just been lost in the church. They don't understand it. And when you go back and you read the prophets, you read Isaiah, and it talks about the Lord. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob served Jesus Christ. They bowed down and worshipped Jesus Christ. Jacob wrestled with Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. Abraham spoke to Jesus Christ. Moses spoke to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ showed up in the Garden of Eden, spoke to Adam and Eve face to face. He looks at the serpent and he says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. When the church reduces Jesus Christ to a morality figure, a religious figure, oh gosh, that's, should I say it's blasphemy? Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. In him, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. This is fundamental Christian theology, fundamental Christian theology. I don't mean fundamentalist and fundamentalist. I just mean that this is what it means to be a Christian. We worship Jesus Christ as God as the Creator, as well as the Messiah, as well as the atonement for sin. I think it's gotten to the mind of the church that, well, he's this dude that like died and his blood forgives us so we can worship God. No, we worship Jesus Christ. We worship Jesus Christ and honor him as the Creator. We honor him as the Father. Because if you honor Jesus Christ, you honor the Father. And a lot of this has, has been done in order to please the anti honestly to please the Antichrist. Who's the Antichrist? It's those people that reject the Father and the Son. That's the Antichrist. That's the definition of the Antichrist. Well, we don't want to offend him, so you worship God and we worship God, and you know, we have Jesus, but you know we recognize that you worship God. No, 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 no. If you don't worship the Son, you do not worship God. You don't, period. Church, need, church needs to preach that from the pulpit. If you don't worship the Son, you don't worship the Father. Well, that's exclusive. Yes, yes, it is. It's like this. God says, hey, if you want to worship me, worship me. If you don't, don't. That's it. That's how exclusive it is. God says, I am God. Worship me. Who's that God? It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I'm one with the Father. He looks at his disciples. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Scripture says, in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Scripture says he created everything that was created. Jesus Christ created everything that was created. Scripture says, hey, if you, if you, if you honor the, the Son, you honor the Father. If you don't honor the Son, you do not honor the Father. Well, that's offensive to the, the Muslims and the Talmud people. Yeah, it is. It is. That's okay. Fine. We need to be, build human societies on earth, physical human societies of bloodlines that have laws and constitutions founded on the Ten Commandments of God, founded on the Ten Commandments of God. Anything, anything different than that? is the same offer that Satan made to Eve. Here, Eve, um, you know, just do your own thing. I'm not asking you to serve me. I'm not asking you to serve God. But just figure it out for yourself. 
That was the fall. That was the fall. And Eve said, yeah, I can figure it out for myself. That was the fall right there. That was the fall. The eating of the fruit was a cherry on top. But once Eve said in her mind, I'll figure this out for myself. I don't need God. I don't need Adam. I don't need to listen to what Adam said. It was gone. She put herself in a position of judging whether or not what God said was true. And that's why when the gospel comes and a man preaches the gospel to you, that, that's all you're getting. That's all you're going to get. That's all you're getting. You're going to get the word of a man that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. That's all you're getting. You've got to undo what Eve did. Eve rejected that. She rejected the word of her husband. Well, I'm not going to listen to my husband. Yeah, I know. I got it. That's fine. But it, just because you're not doesn't mean God's going to change to in order to accommodate your little rebellion. Because he's not. The whole point of this thing is that for you to come in right relationship with him, and to, but you're going to have to repent, and you're going to have to believe what the man said and worship Jesus Christ. Well, I just can't believe it. That's fine. Fine. Ain't going to force you to. That, Eve didn't either. Well, I just can't, I just can't believe that, you know, why should some man tell me not to eat that apple? That's fine. You want to repent? You're going to have to undo what Eve did. You're going to have to believe what the preacher man said. And put your faith in Jesus Christ who died on that cross and rose from the dead. He's the creator of the universe. I don't know if I can accept it. Fine, fine. God does not change in order to serve you. This is the whole point. This is why we get saved by faith. You hear the word and you repent. To undo what Eve did. Eve accepted Satan's offer for a third path, a third way. Oh, you can just figure it out for yourself. You don't have to do what Adam said. You don't have to. Did God really say that? Use your mind, Eve. Christian nations. We're going to have nations, when, when kids go to school, the Ten Commandments are on the wall of every school, whether, they're, whether or not they're government schools. We don't, need, we don't need to have government schools. That's not a requirement for civilization. Schools are seminaries. They're, they're schools of theology. They're schools of religion, whether you call it a religion or not. Atheism is a religion by another word. It, it's, it's, a, it's a worldview. It's a philosophy. That's, all, that's what it is, and it's all based on faith. You can't prove there's no God. Can't prove we came about through evolution. In fact, the evidence is, is there that, that evolution is impossible. You, you cannot get life from non-life. That's a fundamental biological law. Life does not come from non-life. Oh, but, you know, we make an exception for evolution. Yeah, well, there you go. There's your religion. There's your faith. Kinds don't morph into other kinds. They may change within a kind, but not between kinds. Oh, but we do. Well, where's, the, where's these fossils that are the... The transformer, there are none. All that we know that we can physically see, touch, and hear refutes the idea of the grand theory that we are a byproduct of time and chance, that we've morphed between kinds over billions of years. There's no evidence for that. It's, it's, it's a made-up, man-made religion. So we're going to have the Ten Commandments on the walls, everywhere. I mean, imagine this. Imagine there's a society where we all take Sunday off, and I know somebody's going to say, well, what about Saturday? No, how about Sunday? We honor Jesus Christ. If you honor Jesus Christ, you honor the Father. That's why we do it Sundays. We honor Jesus Christ. Default into honoring Jesus Christ. How about where you don't commit adultery? Well, uh, 
how, how, how bad is that? Is that really that bad? How about you don't steal another man's stuff? How about you don't commit murder? How about you don't lie in a court of law to accuse a man that, that you know didn't do anything? How bad is that? Is that a bad law? Why is that a bad law? About honoring your parents, honoring your ancestors, not cursing your ancestors, not renouncing and denouncing your ancestors as ra racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic. Uh, how hard is that? The foundation is the t of human society is the Ten Commandments. Never changed, ne never went away. So as we approach this global apocalypse that would seem to be marching towards, I don't know if it's going to be a year long or 20 years long. There's a lot of wars that go over many, many decades, utter devastation over decades. This could be that. I don't know. But what emerges has to be fundamentally different than a secular order that we've created over the last couple hundred years. Even starting with the founding of the United States. I mean, I don't know why they didn't explicitly say this is a Christian nation. We serve Jesus Christ. They should have. Should have been the Constitution of the United States. That should have been there. That should have been there. And yes, I know we can read into the religious nature and the Christian nature of the United States. We can, absolutely. You, you cannot question that a, a, a Christian civilization was founded in the United States by the Puritan and pilgrims. You cannot question that. Well, you can question it, but that's, it's the truth. Of course, the, the world would, would teach you that they're, they're bad people. But why would you listen to the world? They serve Jesus Christ, explicitly serve Jesus Christ. They live by the Ten Commandments as much as any man can. Well, I just think we should have that. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's, that's why you need to go. Well, you already got a society like that, don't you? I'm saying Christian people, Christian bloodlines, nations, and I don't mean atomized individuals. God did not create atomized individuals. He created families and bloodlines. Yes, there's individuals. Yes, individuals must, must be individually converted to Jesus Christ. But from the very beginning, he made bloodlines and races. And he, and he looks at us and wants us to serve Jesus Christ as a race, as races, as many races, many ethnic groups. A nation is from the word natal, prenatal, postnatal, to be born, nasir. A nation is not the color of your passport. Oh, we have purple passports, so we're all of one nation. No, 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 no. Not according to the Holy Scriptures. It took me a long time to figure this out, but it, 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 guess where you, you find us? It's in the Holy Scriptures. It's in the Bible. Everybody tried to be one. Oh, let's all be one. We're all one. God came and said, no, you're not one. <laughs> Smash that Babel. Smashed it. And they used the boat-building technology that, that uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth had, and they spread out to the four corners of the earth. And they built separate... Nations, separate ethnic nations. Acts 17, 26 says, God even established their boundaries, their borders. Satan is the transgressor of borders and boundaries. Church needs to be protecting borders and boundaries. All right. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.